Clermont Northeastern District Download. This is season two of the District Download. I'm TJ Dorsey, Dean of Students. Hopefully along the journey this year, you'll learn some things about what's going on in the district, get some fresh insight from families and community members, and learn a little bit about our staff. Enjoy. All right, I'm over here at the high school talking with Mr. Glassmeyer about how the third quarter is going so far and kind of looking ahead to the fourth quarter to see uh, if there's anything new that'll be happening in terms of uh, processes or procedures for COVID or uh, just as the numbers continue to go down, what uh, what's to look ahead for. So thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you talking with me, Mr. Dorsey. We've had a, a very strong third quarter to date. Um, we're seeing more and more kids back in the building. Our quarantine numbers have gone down. Um, we're seeing our cases go down as is the trend in the rest of the county and really the whole country. So we're looking forward to finishing out the school year incredibly strong during the fourth quarter and hoping to have as many kids in the building as possible. We encourage our kids every day to make sure that they're wearing their mask and wearing it correctly, which means above their nose at all times. Um, staying apart and staying away during lunches, make sure they're spreading out in the cafeteria and the gym and then just following the traffic patterns in the hallway so that we can continue to operate in person safely. So have you guys really seen any uh, internal spread of COVID since you guys have been back in person? We have been incredibly lucky and we have not been able to trace a single case back to internal spread. All of our spread has been from outside in the community. That's great, I mean, it's yeah. wonderful. I mean, We've been incredibly lucky to It's so a testament, far. I mean, you guys have some certain directional changes uh, in the hallway where people are going one way, but it's just great to know that what you're doing is working and, and it's keeping you guys on the up and up. And I think it's also a testament to the great work cleaning the building that our custodians do each and every night. They sanitize every night, they clean all the surfaces every night. Um, we've been incredibly fortunate and lucky so far this school year. So what would you say to a parent? I know some people are definitely stick, sticking with remote because of some, some serious medical conditions mm -hmm. within their home. Um, other people were waiting just to see what happened with the virus. What do you say to that group of families who are still on the bubble but really may be able to lean one way or the other now that we've made it this far. You know, we certainly respect everyone's right to choose what learning me method is best for them and their family. Um, but we encourage anyone that's on the fence, you know, we we think we're doing a really good job of keeping kids safe and keeping kids learning. I think the, I don't think anyone would argue that the best way for these kids to learn is in front of our teachers. We have amazing teachers who do an amazing job each and every day. And in all honesty, you know, you're gonna get a better education, I would argue, in front with a in-person teacher than through a program. Um, so we would encourage anyone that, uh, that wants to or that is thinking about it to have their kids come back to in-person. We think we can do it safely and effectively. So if someone is on the bubble, I mean, this is a great conversation we can have on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Some people listen to it. Um, but if they're on the fence, they can always reach out to you guys. Absolutely. And we're happy to talk to them about everything that we're doing in the building and how we're keeping kids safe each and every day. Yeah. So... Anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to the building administrators and just ask your questions and, and you can come to take a tour if you need to and see where things have gotten themselves to so they keep kids in person. Uh, what are the changes that you guys, are Are you looking at anything different? Are things going smooth enough now you're going to just kind of run the course? You know, I think things are going very well, so we're just going to stick with what we're doing. The kids have adapted incredibly well to the changes we put in place at the beginning of the year. Um, they understand the expectations and they're meeting them each and every day. It's great. Yeah. 
Have you had any issues with sub coverage or anything like that? Because you know, that, that still continues to be an issue is finding subs. Um, we are fortunate that the district allowed us to hire a building sub. And then here in the last couple of weeks, we've had two or three more subs that have been willing to come in the building sporadically. But it is still a challenge. And that's going to be, the, honestly, the biggest thing that would force us to go remote is the lack of the ability to find subs. Um, you know, if we get three or four teachers that have to be quarantined, then we would have to go remote. But as long as we can keep our quarantine numbers low, um, we'll continue to be able to operate in person. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing that's a, a little plug here is that the state did decrease the requirements to be a sub. So now it's a high school diploma. So if there's anybody listening um, whose kids get dropped off during the day and are at school or, or just like to listen to the podcast, um, check out the website or, or call into the, the main office and, and ask anyone how to get registered to be a sub. It's not, it's not a bad gig. No, and I, and I think a lot of people might be a little intimidated or a little bit scared about being a sub and being in front of a class of kids, but I will tell you our kids are phenomenal and they treat each staff member, each sub, each teacher with the utmost respect. So I don't think you'd have any issues in the building and I think you'd find it to be an incredibly enjoyable and rewarding experience. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think it's, uh, this is a different group of kids. They mm -hmm. got a different feel. I think mm -hmm. their level of respect is so high for each other. But I also think it's really high for the people who are working in the buildings. And after COVID, I think people realize how fragile the school system really is. Mm -hmm. And I've seen kids just respect school at a different level coming back from it. Than yeah, you could, you could definitely tell the kids appreciated be, being back in the building when we returned to in-person learning from remote. Mm -hmm. They want to be here. They want to do the right things. And they want us to continue to be able to learn in person. So as we kind of move forward, uh, we've had a long run of snow days right now, right? So... Um, it makes things choppy. Are you guys looking at doing any type of remote days instead of snow days or is anything like that even? You know, I think we're, we may get to the point where we have to do remote days, especially once our staff is able to get the vaccine on those days, we'll, we'll need to do something remote. And who knows what mother nature is gonna bring. I think the weathermen don't even know what the mother nature is gonna bring. So we may get to the point where we run out of snow days um, and we have to do remote, but I think our teachers are prepared to do that and our students are prepared to do that if needed. They've had a lot of practice at it. Yes, they have. Days, so. But, you know, we still like being able to give the kids that, that fun snow day. You know, that's something I always look, that I always look forward to when I was a kid, that fun snow day, being able to go out and have fun and, and enjoy the snow and the weather. So we'll, be, we'll continue to do that as long as we can. I think it's interesting to see just when you watch the news and their snow days is a lot of schools were really trying to be big on those remote days and trying to keep some rigid thing going and it looks like they've all kind of threw the towel in on that and we're like kids need snow days you, staff need snow you days. you got to have some fun you got to be able to relax a little bit and there's nothing better than a great snow day yeah we've mm -hmm. had a few of them in a row here yeah now it's just uh terribly cold out and so <laughs> that snow's not going anywhere for a while nope um what about as we get through the uh third quarter, are you guys having anything engagement wise? Are you guys doing some stuff to help engage families or um, is there any activities you guys got coming up just to let people be more aware of? So today is uh, February 17th and next week we have two exciting opportunities for families um, to be engaged in what we're doing. On Tuesday, February 23rd, we have a College and Career Ready Rockets resume and cover letter workshop that is open to all Claremont Northeastern schools, families, K-12. Um, 
students and their families can learn about resume writing, cover letter writing, interview tips from a panel of experts that includes the Claremont County Library, Ohio Means Jobs. Um, HR professionals and recruiters were really excited about that. We're able to put that on with the support of the Comprehensive State Literacy Development Grant that we received. And our goal was really to teach kids to read, write, speak like historians, mathematicians, historians, scientists, because there are different ways we speak depending on the career we're in and different ways you write. So there are different ways that students should prepare the resume and cover letter. And we're really hoping to showcase those different ways um, on Tuesday night. So we hope everyone enjoy, joins us for that. And then on Wednesday, the 24th, we have a college credit plus information session for anyone that is interested in participating in the CCP program for next year. They can join us virtually that night to learn more about the program. So there's a lot of stuff happening really you guys have kind of figured out how to navigate and get past this hurdle of how do you engage families mm -hmm. when you can't be in the building or Absolutely. have that opportunity as often. And, and really, uh, that work is starting to, the planning of all of those things is finally starting to happen. Mm -hmm. So families can expect to see a lot more engagement opportunities as the year Absolutely. progresses. Absolutely. Now that we've you know really mastered virtual, I think you'll see a lot of uh, engaging activities. And one thing, you know, our as part of the literacy development grant, our school um, will be participating in a building-wide book study on Just Mercy, and through the grant, we're gonna be able to provide each of our families a copy of the book, so there is going to be a lot of virtual, optional parent engagement and family engagement nights through that book, so stay tuned for that. I just finished the book. It's, it's a phenomenal a book. Really, a really book. good, really, really good it's read. It's a good read. Yes. I think families will enjoy talking about some of the some of the things that are in there and really what justice is about. Mm -hmm. I think it's really an interesting mm -hmm. topic to talk about. Um, so I'm excited to see all these things happening. You guys have been working on this. Seems like the grant's been here for three years already. <laughs> and really the starting line is here finally. Mm -hmm. You guys have been doing professional development. Your teachers are getting on point with all the cutting edge PD. Mm -hmm. I talked about this with some other people on one of the other podcasts. It's amazing to think that you're not even talking about regional experts and literacy. You're talking about world renowned literacy experts mm -hmm. on, on secondary education literacy that you guys are podcasting or you're doing uh, virtual meetings with, you're talking about some brainstorming sessions with these people. I mean, those literacy grants have opened a lot of doors for you guys. They really have. They've allowed us to reach out to some serious heavy hitters um, with professional de development. Dr. Anita Archer is a truly world-renowned expert on how high schools can better teach literacy in all the content areas. Um, she is a phenomenal, phenomenal resource who travels the world instructing teachers and administrators. Um, so we're incredibly lucky to have her services and to have her working with us. But it, the grant has opened so many doors, so many opportunities for us that we would not have otherwise had. There's a lot of great things happening. I was telling them uh, and just continue to tell people in the community that this is becoming this destination district that mm -hmm. is kind of a sleeper, right? Mm -hmm. Find you a house out here, bring your kids out here now. Uh, because once it really pops, people are really going to understand the kind of impact we're going to be able to make on families with the amount of professional development our staff has under their belt mm -hmm. and really the capacity to do it. I mean, we're talking about two and a half million dollars worth of money in the next three years just to get where we want to go in the future. So it's great to hear that. It doesn't sound like a whole lot's changing in this building over the uh, COVID planning. Mm -hmm. So parents need to come check it out. They got any questions, they can call you. Is there anything else you want to share with everybody? No, we're excited uh, to finish out the year strong. Yeah, it's crazy. We're almost there. I know. It's hard to believe. Hard, yeah. hard to believe. It is crazy. So we're almost to spring. So thanks for joining us. 
Um, and hopefully we'll do this another uh, couple weeks. We'll catch up again. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, thanks. Clermont Northeastern District Download.